and welcome back to the Thundersticks Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Kreider, and today I'm going to be going over tonight's game versus the New York Knicks. I'm going to be saying what to expect from that game and who I think is going to shine in this one. So the game is kicking off at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. You can find it on Fox Sports Oklahoma. Thunder coming into this one at 3-4. and four. The last game they played, they ended up winning by a single point. They won 111-110 versus the Pelicans. And then the Knicks, probably the most shocking team in the NBA right now, at least in my opinion. They're coming into this at 5-3. and three. And their last game, they ended up beating the Utah Jazz 112-100. So you got a double-digit lead there on a pretty solid team. Just going into the injury reports, Thunder, we always got the same guys out, man. We got Ty Jerome, Trevor Reza, and Alexi Pokachevsky. We're not really sure when Poku's coming back from concussion protocol, but how about Ty Jerome, man? He has been dealing with this strain forever, dude. Haven't even seen him playing in the preseason, none of these games yet. You'd hope that he gets back sometime soon. Like, Dagnall may have hinted before that he could be coming back, but I don't, we need like a set day sometime, man. Maybe need, maybe needs to get reevaluated or something, but a little surprised that we haven't heard much news on him since the beginning of the season. With Trevor Reza, I mean, he's doing personal stuff, so we kind of already knew the scenario there. But for the Knicks, they have a lot of injuries to deal with. They have four players out indefinitely. Frank Nilakina is out with a knee injury. Obi Toppin, their lottery pick from this year, he's out with a calf injury. Dennis Smith Jr. is also out with a quad injury. And Alec Burks is out with an ankle injury. And Alec Burks has been averaging 20-plus for the Knicks so far in the year. So this is a lot bigger of a hit than it may look on the surface he's not just a role player for the Knicks he was like one of their primary options but he's out and then they also have three questionable players for this game and Kevin Knox is the first one he's dealing with a knee injury Nerlens Noel's dealing with an ankle injury and then Reggie Bullock is dealing with a knee injury of his own we got a lot of knee injuries on their injury report, I think there's, what, three? And then we got two ankle ones. I don't know. We got a lot of leg injuries, though. I think the first thing that pops out is, while looking at this injury report, we are facing an extremely weak Knicks team. Alec Burks is a big player for them. Dennis Smith and Nilakina have kind of been alternating that point. those point guard shooting guard minutes. They're wiped off. Noel's a big piece of their bench. Same with Kevin Knox and Bullock. They have been solid role players as well. And then if I I already mentioned it, but Burks is a 20-plus scorer, so they are losing some major options in this one. But the second thing I want to point out is we're, we might just miss out on this Noel OKC reunion. And this one's going to be in the MSG. It'd be kind of nice if the first game we faced off was in the peak, but... I don't know. Maybe this is a good thing that Noel could potentially not be in this game because can you imagine Mitchell Robinson coming off 
the court and then you got Nerlens Noel to deal with like that's not much of a drop off at all and whenever you're just scoring inside on the paint Robinson and Noel bring about the same value there so I think if Noel was coming off the bench for the Knicks in this one it would be brutal he may end up playing in this one and if he does it's gonna be super fun to watch how Muscala and some of these other guys are able to handle Noel being former teammates and all but yeah, we're not sure about Noel being there. If we're looking at the starting lineups for OKC, we always know this. We got SGA at the one, George Hill at that two guard spot, Dort, Baisley, and Horford rounding it out. With the Knicks, I mean, they're dealing with so many injury problems. They're going to have to be throwing out a new starting lineup unless some of their guys are able to come back. I have a projection one here, and I definitely think it will change because I think likely one of those probable guys can play in this game, but I have Alfred Payton at the one. That's a lock. Austin Rivers I have at the two guard, and he's really never been like a shooting guard, much less one that's starting for you. So that's kind of the one you have to throw in due to Bullock being gone because he was starting in their previous one. I got R.J. Barrett at the three. I think that's safe. Randall and Robinson, we all know they're going to be there. So it's really just the shooting guard spot that we're kind of unsure of. They have guys like Emmanuel Quickly that could come off the bench for them. They got that rookie. That's really all I can see out of the people that are available. I think it's going to come down to Quickly or Austin Rivers at that two unless someone is able to be playing in this one. For the key matchup, for tonight i got darius Baisley versus julius randall and both of these guys are on the best streaks of their careers right now pretty much Baisley in these past three games has been insane he's averaging 18.3 points 10.7 boards 2.3 assists and then on defense he's he's clamping people up he's got 0.7 blocks and a steal a night so he's doing great, and then shooting-wise, like his percentages stack up very well. He's shooting 50% from the field and 40% from three on close to seven attempts. So he is killing it right now, and the fact he's been able to distribute the ball, crash the glass, as well as score at all three levels, it's something that's very promising. And I think when we're facing a Knicks team like we are right now, that is so really just top-heavy at the moment. They don't have that bench. I think Baisley could be a very strong performer, especially when Julius Randle kind of ticks down a notch because their backup power forward is... Well, I mean, Taj Gibson got signed by them yesterday. I don't think he's going to be cleared for this one. So you're looking at Ignas Bradikis. That's who you're looking at as that backup power forward. If I see Baisley versus him, I'm picking Baisley, so... I like what I see in him in this one. I think he's going to continue dropping a double-double on crazy efficiency. With Randall, look, he's been one of the biggest surprises of the season. He's averaging 23.1 points, 12 boards, and the most shocking thing to me, he is averaging 7.4 assists a game. That's tied for 8th in the NBA right now. So he is killing it inside. We all knew like before this season, Julius Randle was dominant in the paint, but everywhere else it was kind of like a question mark. We knew rebound wise, 
great rebounder. Passing? When did this guy know how to pass this well? Like, where is he getting these seven assists from? Honestly, I don't really know because I'm not looking at Knicks games like that. We're going to figure this out together tonight. Like, what is Randall going to bring to the table to get these seven assists? I'm assuming maybe... Maybe he's just sitting up at like the free throw line with the ball waiting for backdoor cuts or something. But wow, he's just doing a great job playmaking. He's one of the best power forwards in the NBA right now. I think I'd probably put him in the top five, at least for how they've been playing these first seven or eight games. Yeah, Randall is clearly a top five power forward. In this in his past three games, since I did it for Baisley, Randall's about on par with his uh numbers for the whole year he's averaging 23.3 points per game the shocker right here is he's averaging 15 boards through his like in his past three he's averaging 15 boards and then he's averaging eight assists too on defense he has had a block in his last three but he's gotten a steal so he's averaging a steal over this past three Shooting wise, he's 42% from the field. So he's jacking up a ton to get to those 23. And I think really what's just killed his field goal percentage. He's been shooting a ton of threes these past couple games. Five to be exact. And he's only hitting 13% of them. So the Knicks just want Randall to do whatever he wants, I guess. So inside, he's clearly an issue. Outside, like if you want to shoot five threes. Randall, please do that because I do not want to see you trying to post up my man Darius Baisley like that all game. So, yep, just please take that wish of mine. I think that's a key matchup. Those two are on the hot streaks. I think they very well could be the ones carrying their teams tonight. Keys to the game. I think number one, you have to be protecting the paint against the Knicks. They had 60 points in the paint in their last game versus the Jazz. Randall and Robinson are way, way better inside, at least finishing inside, than Baisley and Horford are at interior defense. So I think if if it was like them playing bully ball, it could potentially be an issue for us. The thing is, they really don't have a backup power forward or center right now because Noel's hurt. If Noel's back, it changes this game completely. But I think if you're looking at the starting units, these guys clearly are better on offense than we are at stopping them on defense, if you kind of get where I'm saying. I think points in the paint will be what they're attacking early on. This is a whole race, though. Like If we can get them tired and we can stop them from just getting down low and dunking and shooting easy layups, I think we, we have a solid shot at winning this thing. This is the one time I'm giving Al Horford a pass if he wants to be down low on screens. And it's not because of the screen setter. It's because the point guard for the Knicks right now, Alfred Payton, is like one of the worst three-point shooting point guards starting in the entire league right now. And I don't want to jinx it because he has been having some decent performances from three this year. But he's a career 29% three-point shooter. Hamadou Diallo is a career 25% three-point shooter. So for all this crap you guys give Diallo, that's the kind of stuff you'd be giving Alfred Payton if he was on our team right now. 
He's not a consistent three-point shooter, and I'd much rather have Horford laying back down low on the paint to prevent any roll-off screens than, you know, I'd rather have him preventing that and letting Peyton shoot 10 wide-open threes this game than Horford trying to step up and have an easy cut to the basket because we know Mitchell Robinson's way, way faster than Horford, and I don't think Horford's going to be able to jump and block Robinson shot from behind that's just me though maybe you guys might share that opinion that's yeah that's just what I think about it I think the whole point of this should be protect that paint and make them expand of the three so we need some bench production as well our second quarter offense has really been carrying us these past couple games like we went on a 21 to 7 run in our last game in the first six minutes of the second quarter because our second unit has been so strong and with the Knicks so undermanned this is the thing we need to exploit because either they're gonna have their second their second quarter lineup is gonna be starters who are completely gassed or it's gonna be a ton of guys who really are not that experienced you're looking at Emmanuel quickly who has been a good guard for the Knicks thus far that was their draft pick this year they got them I mean you're looking at Rivers potentially I think he's probably gonna get the nod if no one else like is active in this one though and then you have Ignace and if Gibson's cleared after getting signed like eight hours ago from when I'm recording this that's what you're looking at on the bench they're so so thin there's gonna be a ton of issues in the Knicks rotation and that's why we need to exploit it because we're going to have inexperienced players or really tired players and the perfect person is Hamadou Diallo for this situation I want him driving in like he always does to start this second quarter and hell I might want Mark Dagnall to just leave him out that entire second quarter because the starters on the Knicks are going to get way too tired trying to defend this guy and I don't trust Emmanuel Quickly's defense for the Knicks I don't trust Austin Rivers defense against Hamadou Diallo you know what I'm saying I think Diallo would take the cake on all of those and just let the man ISO and get things done we can have Muscala out in the corner if you want to hit him he was five of seven from three in our last one so we have two deadly options there and just surround it with bits and pieces you like like Maladone like Kenrich Williams Isaiah Roby might be a good op- uh, option for some interior defense there we have plenty of pieces just mix it up together in this second quarter that's where we're gonna find our money maker because that's probably their most vulnerable spot of this entire game those opening stages of the second we need our bench guys to be stepping up because of just how big of an advantage we have right there third thing i think we need to stay in transition the thunder i said this in my last podcast and I kind of hate repeating myself, but I do think it's important to mention, we just don't look that great playing 48 minutes in the half-court offense. We need to be pushing the pace and taking it out on these fast breaks. The Knicks do not have a lot of shooters. I already told you, like, Peyton can't shoot. Robinson obviously can't shoot. Randall shooting 13% from downtown, so let him shoot. Really, their only options from three right now are RJ Barrett, quickly to an extent in austin rivers if we can clamp up 
those two guys in the rotation, Barrett's one of them who's probably going to be out there a ton, and then Rivers or Quickly, whoever's out there, if we're clamping up on them, it's going to be a big-time struggle, and the Knicks will have to go inside, and what it's going to result in are some mid-range shots and inside shots where we're going to be able to crash the boards, and we're going to have two guys running down to cherry pick, just have an outlet pass, and we're good to go. We're going to have a lot of fast break points if we force them inside. And in our last game, we had 27 fast break points. I think we could top that, to be completely honest with you, just because of how the Knicks' rotation looks right now. If they get some of these guys back who are like questionable, for instance, like Bullock's one, Knox's one, that changes it. But the way it is with everyone out, we are going to be killing them in the fast break. I got the Thunder in this one, improving to 4-4. Four and four. The Knicks just don't have enough players, and I don't think Randall's going to be able to carry these guys. I have us winning 106-96. My leader in scoring, it's got to be Darius Baisley. He's made jump after jump in his last three games. He had 20 points and 12 rebounds in his previous game against the Pelicans. I got him dropping 26. This is the game where I think Dagnault will be trying to experiment with everybody. And I'm talking bottom of the bench to guys like SJ and Baisley. I think Baisley will be given this like star role in the game. And maybe I may be completely wrong, but if I'm in Dagnault shoes, that's what I'm doing. I'm giving Baisley the green light to do everything he wants in this one. And if he does... I'm trusting him to drop big, big numbers, especially when Randall's off the court and we got some other dudes out there like Ignas or we're down in the fourth quarter, everyone's tired. Baisley can create his shots, and if Randall's not completely there or he's showing some signs of fatigue, it's over for him. He has been draining three after three from the wings, from the corners, when you step up too much, then you create issues where Baisley can go in for his pull-up jumper or drive inside. He's been so well at everything on the offensive end, and then in transition, there's obviously a speed and athleticism advantage for Baisley. In the open court, Randall's never going to stop Baisley. That's just how it is, and that's why I think Baisley will be going off on this one. I could see maybe even some career numbers from Baisley in this one. And then the other name I want to mention, I already talked about him, but Hamadou Diallo. Put some respect on Diallo in this one because here's the deal. I told y'all that the starters will either, they're going to be playing 30 plus, and then these bench dudes are going to have some minimal roles, and their bench dudes are not that strong right now. And they will not be able to take Diallo. Like Diallo is so good when it comes to finishing inside the basket he is on a starting level he is on an elite level when driving inside the reason he's never starting for us is because he can't shoot if he could shoot he'd be a nightmare for these guys they're able to sag off but the people who sag off i mean they have their best defenders on diallo some of these times and then they 
they're double teaming him when he's going in because they know how big of a threat he is. He is a microwave off the bench, and there's no way on earth Emmanuel quickly will be able to stop Diallo driving in. He's an absolute freight train. He's going to be dunking on people, laying it up. If you want to double him, that's where Muscala comes in. Like I said, we have options, and we should try to run the game through Diallo. He's looked so, so good. He's improved this year. And I know people were really mad about him never wanting to pass the ball. And it's true. I do think that Diallo was a bit of a ball hog um, up until this year. Like, he's actually been passing the ball when he's driving in. He's making steps. This is the one where you let him loose and let him do whatever. Now, if he goes on to one of these, like, 1-8 starts, which we've seen, then maybe you can reel him back. But this is one of those things where you just give him the offense for a little bit, see how he does. I think depending on the matchup, if he's up on a guy like Rivers or Quickly, or one of these smaller dudes, there's going to be a lot of success from him, either through layups, the free throw line, or kicking it out to wide open guys from three. So personally, I think Diallo is going to be putting up 15 plus. I got him at 18 this is either going to look really bad on my part or really good, and I'm going to be able to brag about it. But I just think this is the perfect situation for Diallo because of how little depth the Knicks have in this game. But other than that, guys, that is going to wrap this one up. I thank you all for listening to the podcast, and I will talk to you guys later. See ya.